Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We are now on Season 3, Episode 9, Slapsgiving. Hooray! And with me, as always, my beautiful wife, Jen. Hi! And there wasn't a hint of sarcasm in that. I don't have much to cover before we get into this. I I do want to do a quick ranking that I found. It's not my ranking. It's an online ranking, again, from Screen Rant. And because we have a... We're being introduced to a new boyfriend again. For Robin, I found a ranking of Robin's boyfriends ranked by intelligence. Would you like to hear it, Jen? I certainly would, although that's a, an interesting concept for a ranking list. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I thought it was kind of fun to read, so I thought I'd read it to the, to the group, All right, to cool. our fans. So 10 and least intelligent is Nick. Now, we remember Nick, he comes in, I don't was, think, to like eight or season like the chef eight or, or nine. I don't know about chef, but he was the one that was really nice abs, and when he'd pull a shirt up, you hear yeah. like a whipping noise. Okay, that was like the, the fall of breakups or something. That's right. And it's weird because I feel like they didn't reveal his intelligence the first time we met, we meet him. Like, it's like they need another storyline to include him in, and so they make him dumb. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention to that. I, I think it's, yeah, late seven or eight, possibly. Number nine is Simon, famously played by James Vanderbeek. I think, rank, he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he ranked number one on my list of recurring characters. Number one? Yeah. But yeah, he wasn't very bright. No. Although I think he ends up successful, as we find out in P.S. I Love You. Or at least he's in a suit by then with a real job. <laughs> See, I don't remember that. Number eight is Gael. And we don't really know if Gael's smart or dumb. He's very yeah, that's... earthy. Yeah, I wonder what they base that on, because I don't know that it's fair to like judge somebody by their second language. Right. Number seven's Mitch. Mitch. The naked, naked man? man. <laughs> All right, the this naked list man. is getting a little weak. <laughs> Number six, PJ which was Ted's assistant. I'm not sure why he qualifies as a Robin X, but I guess, you know, they fooled around a little bit. Number five is Brad Morris, which is Joe Magnanello. They went out once. Okay. He comes off as dumb, but, you know, he passed the bar. He went to Columbia. (laughs) He he outfoxed Marshall in that one episode. I mean, all he had to do was take his shirt off and jump in a lake. Number four is Ted. Okay. Number three, Don Frank. I don't know. Don Frank's smarter than Ted. Nah, I don't see that. And Don was her co-anchor boyfriend. Number two, Barney. Again, I don't know that Barney's smarter than Ted, although when Barney sets out a plan, it, it tends to be brilliant. Yeah, I could, I could see an argument for Barney being smarter. Yeah, he doesn't have general knowledge. General, general knowledge. knowledge, as we saw in this episode. Nevertheless... Uh, yeah, his his schemes are brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then number one, Kevin, Cal Penn oh, okay. character. Yeah. I think just because he's a psychologist, but... Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm putting a lot of faith in this list, but... Um... Well, it wasn't done by NASA scientists. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know that this was enough to comprise a top ten list. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else trivia-wise or anything about this episode. Nor I. So we'll just jump in. I guess jumping in would have been doing that ten minutes ago, but nevertheless, we'll jump in here. Okay. We start off with the narrator. He talks about how him and Robin had a running joke about any time two people would use the word of sort of a military rank, they would turn it into a salute. Mm -hmm. So general knowledge, like we just did, corporal punishment, colonel stuck in my teeth. This is sort of a montage of, of flashbacks. Major pay raise. And the group just hates it. Hates it. <laughs> I laughed. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's funny. But for whatever reason, the rest of them just absolutely hate it when Ted and Robin do this. It's so simple. Uh, you know, I'm surprised I haven't seen people doing this. Like, I right. feel like maybe I've seen it before. I saw it on this episode. But you and I have done it a few times. Although, <laughs> I don't think we've ever nailed it to get it right at the same time. Probably not. Not even in our private moments. Private, private moments. moments. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I needed to use a private because they don't use private in here. You just wanted to show off your knowledge of military, right? Well, we don't get a sergeant. I don't think you could slip a sergeant in anywhere. Mm, probably not. What else do they may leave out? Uh, captain is the only other one I can think of, at least in the Army ranks. If you get into the Navy, you get into Commander. Admiral. Admiral, yeah. But now we're going to get into how being friends is getting more difficult for them. To the point where, yeah, and I don't know that this is this is a lot of it in the last few episodes. No, it's almost like they made it up for this story. Yeah, and I mean they kind of laid the groundwork by saying like, yeah, there's kind of just been this underlying thing, but I mean they seem to be getting along fairly well. Like last episode when they were doing the whole detective (laughs) agency stuff. That was two episodes ago at this point. Oh, was it? Yeah. But that being said, yeah, they've been getting along. We've seen them together. They did mention that it's weird that they still hang out. Right. But it was, yeah, kind of like a passing observation that it was weird, but not that it was, like, necessarily weird between them, but just in general, like, oh, we are hanging out a lot. When Marshall said, or was talking about getting a major pay raise, that's when the first time... That they didn't yeah. salute it. And you kind of see, they look at each other and almost like do a little dance of like, should we? And then they just both don't do it. Right. So, so. cut to modern day at the apartment, current day. Right. So Ted's pointing out that, you know, they just can't talk the way. And I don't know that this was ever true. Like, I mean, even before they dated, was Ted really talking about other girls in front of Robin? We don't know. We haven't seen anything like that, I don't believe, except for him saying that his the girl he's dating in the last episode was not hotter than Robin. Right. That's the closest I would say that we came. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, he talks about, you know, needing to be a little bit more careful about how he's talking, but maybe, like, in general, <laughs> he probably shouldn't have been objectifying women in front of his female friends anyway, let alone an ex. I don't know. It's just guy talk, baby. Right, and that's fine, but I don't know. And maybe Lily counts as a guy at this point since she's been friends with them for so However, long. I don't know if guys still talk this way to each other because I really don't hang out with a group of guys anymore. Right. Not just because of COVID, but just because, <laughs> really, I mean, I'll, I'll get together with a, one-on-one with a guy friend, but very rarely do I get together with a group of guys, and even before COVID, for the last few years mm-hmm. so I don't know I don't know if this is uh, aged out or not hard to say well we're going to address this topic somewhat in our one of our listener emails oh, that we got stay tuned but they can't be alone together there's a good scene where everyone kind of leaves them together at the booth and Ted says he's going to go help Marshall pay, pay. <laughs> and Marvin says I'm going to go help Lily pee right it's a good little play on sounds of words plus they kind of said it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just didn't even want to be at the booth for five seconds together. Next scene is still again at the bar. Lily comes in with a turkey. Apparently she's hosting and cooking Thanksgiving dinner for everyone. Yeah, and this is interesting. It's their first Thanksgiving as a group. Which... Yeah, because last Thanksgiving they went to Minnesota. Right, but you have to figure also, I mean, Ted Marshall and Lily... And then later, Barney, like, I've all been friends for a very long time, so it's a little surprising that this is their first one together. I guess that would include, the first one that would include Robin. Right. That's weird that Ted and Robin weren't together during a Thanksgiving. I think they, they may have been, but then... Yeah, no, they would have been. They just didn't show a Thanksgiving episode. Well, because the first one was when they did the... Like, soup kitchen thing. Right. And then, was it Christmas? Yeah, the next one. Oh, it was Christmas. They had the Grinch one on Christmas. That was Christmas. But they didn't have a Thanksgiving one that year. Oh. So we don't know what they did that year. Hmm. Okay. Huge plot hole. Just broken this thing wide open. (laughs) But anyway. Marshall starts slipping in the word slapsgiving. And Barney's a little, what? He doesn't. And he corrects it to Thanksgiving. Yeah, at first he's, he's being very sly about it. Mm-hmm. And Robin brings up that she invited Bob. 
They've only been on three dates. They haven't even met him. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, this is weird. And we get this point from Lily that comes up in a future episode, more directed at Ted, of essentially like, why are you going to bring a random person to our celebration? You know, in 30 years we're going to look back and it's going to be everybody that we love and Bob. Robin says, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, Swarry is, Swarry is, uh, I mean, obviously from her Canadian pronunciations of things, but mm-hmm. that's how people say it in Minnesota, too, I know from my oh, family. Okay. Not only that, but my cousin Josh, my first cousin, who was born in Minnesota but came here when he was like one to the D.C. area. Now he lives out in, in uh, Arizona, and he has for the last like 20 years or so. Or, oh God, since college, so... Don't like almost 30 years. <laughs> but he says sorry. Does he really? And so he didn't even live and grow up in Minnesota. His dad did. Oh, and so sorry was passed down to him. And I think his mom was from Minnesota, too. But it was passed down to him. And so you didn't even have to live there for huh. sorry to be part of your vocabulary. I've never noticed that. You have to get him to apologize to me. Listen out. Hmm. I don't know if he still says it that way. But growing up, I remember he always did. He might have cut it out by now. Mm. Robin says that, makes reference to an American Thanksgiving, the real Thanksgiving happened over a month ago, that being the Canadian Thanksgiving. And Barney is just aghast at this. First of all, he imitates her, I'm sorry, sorry. (laughs) He wants to know what they celebrate Thanksgiving for. She says it celebrates (laughs) the explorer Martin Frobisher's Valiant yet un- ultimately unsuccessful attempt to find the Northwest Passage. <laughs> Wait, is this true? <laughs> I hope so. And I'm sorry if we have Canadian listeners, but that that's not a great tale to tell. It almost sounds made up. <laughs> like, does Robin just not know Canadian history? I hope that's it. That's if you're Canadian, let us know. <laughs> is this really what your Thanksgiving's about? Because that's that's reaching. Marshall slips in another slapsgiving, referring to the slapsgiving day parade, and Barney catches him again. Right. So Marshall says he's invented a new holiday, slapsgiving. <laughs> like, it's the one day we set aside each year to gather together and give slaps. And so early on as he was talking about Thanksgiving, like his face was really like joyful and happy, and then as he says this, he just gets like a mean kind of like a glare in his eye. Mm-hmm. And we, we got the slap. Bet countdown mm-hmm. in one of the episodes. Yeah, a few episodes ago. Yeah, well, I thought it was longer, but we know that it had. It was no earlier than the one where Barney's giving the doing the play because Marshall slaps him there. That was mm-hmm. season two, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember if it was the end of season two or the beginning of season three that they brought in the countdown. Yeah, if you remember, let us know. But the first slap was the night they made the bet. And the second one was at the play. So this is going to be yeah. the third one. So we get quick flashes back to that, which is funny. Yeah, the slapcountdown.com. I bet that worked. Yeah, that did, I did read that. It worked for mm-hmm. a year. <laughs> and so Barney argues that, no, it's the count, he counted it out. The countdown's going to end the day after Thanksgiving. And so here's where we get a bit of Barney's lack of knowledge of how many days are in a month for some reason. Yeah, Barney thinks it was 30 in October. They flash back to when he made this mistake the year before, where he dressed up as Borat. On October 30th. (laughs) It was funny. Yeah, the Borat accent didn't come back like I thought it might with the new Borat release. Yeah, good point. Maybe because it didn't make it to theaters. But I bet more people saw it not in the theaters. I did like Ted's response. (laughs) Well, the first Borat was really funny and surprising. I feel like the second one was just, okay, we get it. You found horrible Americans to expose. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, it's like, all right, stop finding our the worst of us. We know we're bad. Yeah, we know, we know there's <laughs> bad ones around. Um, you, you, don't need, you don't need to sneak up on them and show that to us. <laughs> so at, at a certain point, it sort of just gets to be like, okay, go, go to another country, please. <laughs> there's, plenty, there's plenty to go around the world of, of horrible people. <laughs> All right, Barney wants another ruling from Lily because she's the slapback commissioner. She says she's going to allow it, 
And... <laughs> Barney decides to, to try a, a tact here that, okay, well, now I know when I'm going to get slapped, it's not a big deal. And Marshall isn't really buying it. You know, Barney says, you know, you showed your hand. <laughs> Marshall's response is, at 301 on Thursday, your face is going to show my hand. Yeah, that's a good comeback. <laughs> so Bob's coming in. Robin warns them that he's a little bit older. He's only 41. We were trying to remember this last I'm still week. younger than Bob. And I'm much older than Bob. Dudes. <laughs> but I still think he's pretty rad. <laughs> you guys want to go snowboarding together? <laughs> I've never been snowboarding. Me either. <laughs> Skiing a few times, but not snowboarding. And, you know, regular Bob's a pretty good-looking guy. Yeah, he is. And Barty, or rather, Ted says he probably looks like this, but for me, he looks like this. Right. And we get an older, you know, in his 70s or 80s guy. And I, you know, I forgot to look up his name, but he was on Desperate Housewives for a while. I feel like I saw him in something. Like, he would show up as, like, he was the like... The young guy or the old guy? The old guy. Okay. Um, and then I think he would show up in, like, one-offs here and there in other shows. I, yeah. I have seen him before. Should we do a quick IMDb? Check on him? Uh, my phone's on the charger, so it would have to be you. All right. When he greets her, he greets her as sweetie. Now, if they've been on three dates, I don't unlike the premature sweeties. And you would think that Robin wouldn't like it either. Yeah. And then we get a sugar me baby, which I do not care Ooh, for. Ooh, yeah. That was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I don't care if you do look like the first Bob. Yeah. No, that would have been bad even coming from the first Bob. All right. Bob's name is Orson Bean. That's an interesting name. Well, he was in Inner Space in 1987. <laughs> no idea what that is. He was in the original Hobbit animated series as Bilbo Baggins in 1977 as the voice. I didn't know that existed either. 106 acting credits. What are some of the highlights here? We got... He was on a modern family, Marty. Oh, was it he he was in that one where like Gloria makes a new friend who also has an older husband and Jay gets really offended because <laughs> yeah, that guy's like a lot much older. older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was Roy Bender on Desperate Housewives for twenty three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so those are probably the two things I recognize him most from. I wanna find a really good old one. He was in a couple Doctor Quinn medicine women. So he, I guess he knew Barney's professor Whoa, at some point. 145 episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine oh, Woman. Oh, yeah, he was a full-time cast member of wow, okay. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. So he definitely knew. Never watched that. Marshall's law professor. <laughs> a few episodes of Facts of Life <laughs> in, the, in the mid-80s. All right, well, he's had a long acting career. Good for Bob. <laughs> I want to see what his, his first acting credit is. 1952. Wow. Goodyear Playhouse. Which was a TV series? Apparently. Hmm. All right, good on Bob. Should we check to see if he's still alive? I'm pretty sure he's dead. Damn, Jen. Just got to drop it like that. I'm sorry. I believe he has passed on to the snowboarding hill in the sky. Hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhat oh, recently. I like I like all the things Bob says. I that was almost my favorite joke is just every all his lines that should come out of a younger person's mouth. I've changed it since I thought that, but he comes up and goes, "Hey dudes, what's cracking?" And just everything that comes out of his mouth sounds so good because of the way he looks. <laughs> so yeah, we find out he's a professional snowboarder. Is he a professional snowboarder, or is he yeah. just snowboarding? <laughs> no, he says it's his career. Okay. He says snowboarding is a legit career. That doesn't mean he's a professional snowboarder. Hey, Jen, chillax. I will not. <laughs> he just is. When he leaves, or when they go to the bar, Ted refers to him as Orville Redenbacher. I'm not sure if everyone out there knows who Orville Redenbacher is, but there is a well-known popcorn company called uh, Orville Redenbacher, and he was sort of like the old guy in the commercials that would represent Orville Redenbacher. I don't know if that was actually him. I assume it was. I don't even, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen that popcorn in a while. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Orville Redenbacher is, is buried next to... Uh, oh, poor Bob. Next to Bob. 
So we, we get... We hear that Robin's 27 here. For some reason, I thought they were closer to their 30s, but that, I guess it's Yeah, sense. I kind of, I, I have that circled, too, that, yeah. So, I mean, you know, 14-year age difference, that's, that's a bit. That's a lot. Yeah, but, you know, everybody else, you know, thinks, you know, Bob looks great and, you know, it's not weird. They don't see him as the old man that Ted sees him as. My ex-wife, when she got remarried, she married a guy that was, like, more than 10 years older than her. Mm. And so, of course, me and my friends had a lot of old guy jokes. And, like, we were like, closer to the time of Big Daddy. We made a lot of old, old balls yeah. reference. Him and his old balls. <laughs> but they're still married today. They're, they're a couple kids. They seem happy. Yes. Seems like you each found a better person for you. Mm-hmm. Ted gets invited to go make pies for Thanksgiving over at Robin's. Yes. Because Marshall can't be trusted. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> with right. the pies go overnight ahead. in the apartment because of his very serious and delicious medical condition. Sleep eating. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good line. And Ted says he's going to get there around 8 or 8.30 because they're going to get there at 7.30. He wants to give a good cushion. Mm-hmm. And he gets there, and he's the only one there. Everyone when he else gets there canceled. at 9.30. Oh, yeah. And everyone's... Not there. It's kind of rude of them to not give him the heads up. Well, it sounds like Lily just called to cancel, and then... But if they were supposed to be there at 7.30... Yeah. Yeah, this is rude. And I don't know if Barney was ever expected to be there. Probably not. Robin said that both Lily and Marshall are super swamped preparing for tomorrow. (laughs) Right. And then we get a cut, too, of Lily, like... And fast forward, rushing all around the kitchen, mm-hmm. preparing everything while Marshall's sitting on the couch lounging. And this <laughs> looks like every single time we have people over to dinner, this is me in the kitchen. And <laughs> you're on the couch relaxing and snuggling with I'm, our son. I'm entertaining. I'm sorry? What, what does that mean? I'm entertaining people in the living room. No, no. Well, yes, but even like the, the hours oh, leading the preparation. up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I look like. Now, we're agreed upon. I do enjoy it, and you distracting our son for a while while I do it is, makes me happy enough. If you need help with something, you let me know. Yeah. You're not going like, to just sit there and be mad in the kitchen by yourself. No, no. <laughs> I actually I, I kind of enjoy the, the solitude as I prepare. And I hate cooking, so it works out well for everyone. You're cooking a lot now, though. Well, once a I'm, week. I'm trying to expand my cooking skills. I do not really like it. Maybe if I do it more, I'll like it more. I don't know. Okay, so things are immediately weird with Ted and Robin, them making pies together. Yeah, they're they're kind of awkward together. They don't really have anything to talk about. Ted tries uh, to get Barney to come over, and we have one of Barney's famous you know, one-sided conversations where <laughs> he's on the phone with somebody just saying whatever he thinks is going to Help him land the girl. Yeah, he's he's at what I assume is McLaren's. Yeah, looks like it. And at first he sounds like he is going to come, but it turns out he's just faking to impress a girl to make her think that he's on the phone with a president whose life he saved and who is now going to name a battleship after him. Another bright one that he's hitting on there. <laughs> right. That seems to be falling for it. <laughs> no, no, thank you, Mr. President. Who was the president? I guess he would have been talking to George Bush in 2007. Yeah. We cut to the apartment. Looks like it's the day of Thanksgiving. Marshall's supposed to be working on the cranberry sauce, but instead he made like a kid's... Well, how would you describe this? It's like the turkey hands. Cut out that connect to each other. I forget what those a things are chain called. Chain of hands. I don't, yeah, what are those called? There's actually a name for them. Like when we used to make them as kids. But uh, but um, yeah, he made essentially a chain of hands, and it's to I celebrate Thanksgiving. I love how he delivers this because <laughs> Barney's sitting there, so he's continuing to taunt him. He says they're turkeys, but they're also hands because later we're going to eat turkey, and then I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> We get, like, a really mean streak from Marshall going on this episode that we don't typically see. So Barney responds by giving this what I find to be an inadequate comparison of a horror movie where the killer announces how he's going to kill the teens. Yeah, I kind of see where he's going with it, but 
it was too long yeah. and not funny enough. Right. Robin gets there, Ted gets there, and it's, again, awkwardness. We don't know what happened. Yeah, and I guess my question is, why are why is this at their apartment? Like, didn't Marshall and Lily just buy a house? I don't think the house is ready yet. Hmm. Yeah, like, it's just weird. But they haven't that found out that's up. tilted yet. But, yeah, you're right. That is weird. Yeah, like, it doesn't come up at all. Like, oh, we just bought this new expensive apartment, but we're going to have Thanksgiving here. Like, I wonder if this was filmed out of order or something. We get both Ted and Robin telling stories to Marshall and Lily separately that about they slept together. Ted and Robin slept together the other night. Yeah. Well, they both said something really weird happened. Yeah. Last night. Right. So, yeah, we get a split screen of, yeah, Ted talking to Marshall and I guess by extension Barney and then Robin to Lily. And so. Ted's in, in his talking about what happened to Marshall. He talks about how, you know, you can't talk about how close you're not now. You just feel like everything you say is going to make things worse. Then Barney tries to turn this into (laughs) you don't want to hurt someone you really care about. Especially around the holidays. And Marshall immediately picks up on it. What decent human being would want to cause any kind of emotional or physical pain? Now, this is Barney blowing what he had going before of acting like he's not worried about it. And if he had stuck with that, he'd have been better off, I think. I think Marshall would have still been able to poke at him enough to get him to to lose his cool. But Ted's Marshall a, points out, yeah, he's still going to get slapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marshall sees what he's doing. Ted wants to leave. I like this turnaround because he said, you know, he wanted to leave, but she was so tired. He didn't want to leave her cooking all by herself. She was exhausted. <laughs> right. And there's Robin saying, I yawned like a million times to try to get him to leave. Yeah. And then Lily. Yeah, some people just can't take a hint. By the way, I'm really swamped in here. Right. And so poor Lily's still running around the kitchen, like, Desperately trying to drop hints to Robin about, like, helping her. Just very rude of Robin to not just offer. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, they're, her, both her and Ted are in their own worlds right now. Right. They go back to the flashback. Robin says something to him <laughs> to the effect of, Did you know that the first pies recorded in history came from ancient Egypt? And he responds with, Remember last year's Thanksgiving we had sex seven times? <laughs> I mean... On Thanksgiving, I guess they must have done it a bunch before eating. Ted, Ted, Ted reference. That's the end of the flashback. Ted references to Barney and Marshall that, you know, he thought he would break the ice, and then they cut to Robin with Lily, and she's saying, "I'd, <clears throat> I'd already broken the ice with my cool pie fact." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that Barney doesn't congratulate him on that. Well, he does. We just well, haven't gotten they, back well, to it. No, he congratulates him on them sleeping together. That night, but not the seven times on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Okay. That does seem like a thing Barney would have... Except it's, it's with the same girl. I don't think Barney cares how often mm. you sleep with the same woman. I don't know. Seven times in one day. Then we go back to the flashback. <laughs> Still, you know, the awkward conversation. Robin says, did you know that the Egyptian pyramids can be seen from space? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Which is something that you and I, of course, love. <laughs> but why is she so focused on Egypt all of a sudden? I think she's just feeling awkward. She doesn't know what to talk about. And she already started with, you know, the pies originated in Egypt, so she's just sticking with the theme. Eh, I need more. I feel like they should have dropped something in here of being the reason why she's saying so many things about Egypt. (laughs) So it comes out that Robin's making, or they together are making a pecan pie. She's allergic, so it's clearly for Bob, and this starts a little tiff between the two of them. Like when she's trying to convince him that it's still her favorite, even though she's larger, she goes, I know, I just like smelling it. It's like eating with your nose. <laughs> yeah, I think Ted gets far too bent out of shape about this whole thing. And he acts pretty obnoxious for pretty much the yeah. rest of the episode. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing to be mad about. I mean, and everybody loves pecan pie. She says she didn't want to upset him, and he's like, upset me? Wait a second. Do you think... And he starts... Chuckling, think that I'm jealous of Bob, and then he starts along these lines of you know all these references to him being old. I didn't think any of them were very good. No, I didn't like them that much either. He's he's not coming up with very good comparisons again uh, because Bob's pretty not that old. I, I I guess I did kind of like his Crypt Keeper's father. That was his best. Orville Redenbacher wasn't all that bad, but yeah, but he, he's not. Ba- he doesn't have a great batting average right now. Like, he's not even, 
making a good point. Like, he got upset, so clearly there's an issue. So Robin was right to try to be a little hesitant. And why is he jealous all of a sudden? I mean, I, I get with Gael a little bit, but... Right. And why does he care? Like, if they're making pies, like, what does... I don't know. It's weird. This was a little off. Yeah. It was a little non-canonical, I think. I mean, I guess with exes, people can be weird about, you know, little things. Turns out Robin's not actually sleeping with the guy yet. Or I shouldn't even say yet. I don't think they ever do. Right. And then she points out that, uh, you know, he's he's had sort of a parade of women it's in the last few episodes. It's a dubious conquest, which, you know, she's not being wrong. Yeah, you know, she's not making a wrong point here. And it keeps going back to... Why couldn't you just tell me what we were doing? It's weird. Yeah. And, you know, he, he finally admits this is stupid. There's no reason for them to be fighting about this. I think he kind of gets there himself mentally. Right. So they hug and make up, and then they start kissing. And it turns out that they slept together. I wasn't a fan of Barney's relapse five high five that he gave. But again, it would be out of character for Barney not to congratulate. Yeah. I wish they had written something better for him there. Fair enough. I can't do better than them, so <laughs> I should shut my big mouth. But I like, yeah, Lily's kind of calling Robin out. <laughs> really like Her Robin's responses. responses here. So we'll read it. You're dating another man. You are correct, sir. Who's coming to my Thanksgiving? Who's coming to my Thanksgiving today? That is a truth fact. An event Ted is also attending. Hablamo. <laughs> Great little short answers. Right. And then I love Lily here. Why are you trying to destroy American Thanksgiving? <laughs> Robin said what happened with Ted was a fluke. She wants to talk about it. Ted doesn't. Right. Well, and they you know, point out that they did not talk about it after it happened. Like, he just left and... Or they both kind of got up and just went in separate directions. They keep trying this little other. gimmick where they have Robin and Ted saying something at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was okay. It didn't really quite work for me. They liked it. And when they get back together, Ted says, Did you know that some mushrooms are carnivorous? Probably. Not. Not? <laughs> that was good. I yeah. like the little things they come up with that almost <laughs> sound plausible. So what would a carnivorous mushroom be? Like a, a mushroom that eats people or a mushroom that eats other mushrooms? So, I mean, I guess it, it would be a mushroom that eats meat. I think it would be sort of like a, a Venus flytrap. Okay. This carnivorous plant. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> and they start talking about the hookup and how they're not really yeah. truly Robin's friends not, anymore. Well, Robin's not mad at him, and that gets him into a hole. You know, devolvement of who started it. Yeah, it doesn't really matter at the end of it. Although there is kind of a funny back and forth about... Or actually, you know, I didn't like this. It, it was another long joke that didn't really work for me about how she says that... She argues she didn't lean into it. He says she did, and she's like the little kid that has to lean into a pitch to make contact. And I don't... Yeah, I mean, I get that... What that means in baseball, I don't see how that relates. No, to it doesn't work. It it just doesn't. Yeah, uh, and I don't remember this. I think that it was all joke set up may have gotten th- cut out of the TV version because I don't remember that at all. Because it really doesn't does not work. No, and then I think it's all a setup for her to say that was you in Little League, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. then I kind of like his my on base percentage was off the charts. Yeah, that would have been better somewhere else. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't work here. Agreed. And Ted drops a plate of appetizers. Marshall goes, "Oh no, the slap appetizers." Yeah, and Lily's getting fed up, so she just kind of shoves them into Ted's room and says, you know, they have to figure it out, and they're not allowed to do it again, or they don't get dessert. It's like, what kind of, what the hell kind of Thanksgiving is this anyways? Barney's like, um, most Thanksgivings. Yeah. That's a big TV trope that no families get along on Thanksgiving, isn't it? I mean, I, maybe we're lucky because we, we do, mm-hmm. but is that a thing that a lot of families don't get along on Thanksgiving? I could see it. I think so. I mean, there's always talk about, you know, you're going to have your crazy right wing uncle at the Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I I get that there might be political arguments. I feel like that's any time a big family gets together from different parts of the country. No, I don't know that it's necessarily Thanksgiving specific, but yeah, I think maybe there's more people that tend to not see each other very often. And so that could make things more volatile, but it's almost like a little glimpse into Barney's world. That like doesn't really get touched upon again in this episode. We go back to the computer screen with the countdown. Barney says he's not scared, although he clearly looks it. And Marshall says, "Why is your right cheek twitching?" 
<laughs> Maybe it's because the future me slaps future you so hard it reverberates back to the present, shattering the, sla- the time slap continuum. Great line. Yeah. <laughs> Who thought of that? <laughs> well, well, well written, guys. Well written. Or, or, or ladies. Do you want to? And so Barney just now bricks down, you know, just literally begging Marshall not to slap him. Yeah, he, he really sells the don't slap me again. I don't want to get slapped again. The first two times hurt so bad. I didn't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah, he, he really does that dramatic begging very well. And Marshall's so smug here. I thought I ruined it by putting a clock on it. Yeah, he, he says he's lost, he can't sleep. He's lost 10 pounds. His suits are wearing him. I don't, I've never really understood that expression, my suits are wearing me. Just means your suit's too big. Yeah, but I, I still don't get it. Like, you're, you've become so light that your suit's heavier than you, so it's like a person and you're the suit because you're lighter. I, I, I've just never really gotten that <laughs> expression. Barney's just done. He decides he's going to leave. He doesn't have to sit around and wait for Marshall to slap him. Yeah, he's, I like this, li- this line in the delivery. Why can't I? Nowhere in the rules does it say that I have to sit through this sort of mental torture. You're allowed to slap my face, sir, but you're not allowed to slap my mind. Good day. And I'm really disappointed we didn't get a good day, sir. I said good day, sir, after this. You, we kind of do. I, I backed it up because Marshall, you know, responds with, but it's slapsgiving. And then Barney starts to say, I said, and then Lily overcuts him. So it, it doesn't show up in the transcript, and it didn't show up in the closed caption, but it, you can hear it. Like, if you go back and watch it and listen very carefully, you can hear him start oh, to say it. Because okay. that's what I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's a, you know. A Missed opportunity. That, yeah, that we didn't get a, I said, and yeah, you hear him start it, and Lily just overcuts him. So Lily, yeah, Lily steps in and says that, you know, Thanksgiving's a day of peace. There will be no slaps today, essentially. The slap that commissioner has made a ruling. And she, like, dramatically closes the laptop. Bob gets there. What's up, dudes? (laughs) So as Bob's walking in, Lily's still kind of giving them a a lecture that, yeah, they're going to enjoy enjoy a civilized grown-up holiday. Not too grown-up. I made jello shots. We gonna get silly, bitches. (laughs) I do not care for that. Oh, I loved it. (laughs) Well, and I'm even, like, trying, like, yes, I see it's supposed to be funny because he's the old guy and he's not really old. But even, like, I can't even imagine, like, a 41-year-old <laughs> no. guy saying this. No, when you put it back into the other Bob, it's not it doesn't better. work. <laughs> right. But it, 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 it's funny with this guy saying it. <laughs> All right. Ted and Robin are in the bedroom doing some back and forth. Mm-hmm. He says that they're not really friends. They just pretend to be friends because it would be inconvenient not to. And they end this with, you know, after this dinner, let's just not, let's stop pretending. Right. Which they don't really talk about the broader implications of that, which was kind of discussed, you know, an episode or two ago where Robin says if Marshall and Lily split up, then, you know, the group's going to essentially split up. Yeah, they don't talk about what's the result of this. Yeah. Lily's had it. He offers to have Lily do a toast or say a few words. Well, they all sit down to dinner. Yeah. And Barney's, throughout all of this, started to become a little bit obnoxious about the mm-hmm. new ruling. And Marshall, because Lily says, nope, this sucks, eat, eat up and leave, <laughs> Marshall decides he's going to say, he's going to give a speech. Mm-hmm. It's all about you know starting a new tradition. And he ends it with, it's all thanks to you, Lily, I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it brought everything back together. Yeah, it was really nice, you know, acknowledgement of, you know, all of the hard work that Lily had done and... Being Ted, and he has no idea, you know, what's what Robin and Ted have decided. Bob jumps in saying this is rad, which, what, what, what era are you from? Hard to say. <laughs> He's the youngest tenant in a family. He really appreciates being part of this Thanksgiving tradition for this year. And Bob says something about how when his family is yelling and screaming it's a major buzzkill we get a synchronized Ted and Robin saying major buzzkill and saluting yeah. and then well and this was interesting because it, I, I watched them because like in the bar they kind of looked at each other and both didn't do it this time they didn't really look at each other but they both just kind of automatically did it I think it was a good way to tie this all up yeah. I really liked this even though there was a lot of 
strange things in this episode that don't really fit to what's happened before or what happens after it. But I still like the way they brought this back around. It all kind of closed back in. And yeah, and it's With cute. a nice little bow. It's cute because, you know, Barney says, oh, I thought we were done with that. And then we get Robin and Ted both saying, I guess we're not. Which yeah. obviously yeah, means our friendship. Yeah. Sorry, Roxy's being so loud right now. Sorry, listeners. She was so bad last night. I had to shake her several times to quiet her down. (laughs) We get one last thing with Barney and Marshall. We could, you know. Oh, well, just, yeah, going back real, real quick. um, We get a little monologue from narrator Ted kind of saying that. Friendship is an involuntary reflex. Right, and then that this was a tradition, and they, you know, they go to Lily and Marshall's every year for Thanksgiving now. Yeah. Which is cute. Barney's further rubbing in the new ruling, talks, yeah, because the, the slap countdown is about to complete. And I, I like his lines of, how does it feel, Marshall, to sit there impotently, your large, flaccid hand just dangling in the wind? And it's such a you know, euphemism. Yeah. No, that was funny. Um, <laughs> just he just doesn't know how to stop. And Lily, you know, kind of in her teacher voice, kind of keeps you know warning Barney to stop, and he keeps going and keeps going. <laughs> and then last second, she gives him permission. Barney gets slapped, and then <laughs> Marshall has, as a special bonus, composed a song just for this occasion. <laughs> I noticed like the melody of this song. I almost feel like. Jason Siegel might have composed it himself because the melody is very much like the Dracula play that he does. I did read in one of the traits that he did actually compose it. Yeah, so it, it's very much like the, the melody is very much like the Dracula um, music. rock opera music that he composes in the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. And it's a great song. He, he, this, this works. Yeah. And it works even better because Barney chiming in and going, oh, oh, oh. Like, he Singing like, along yeah, a little bit. Harmonizes, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But the, the lines, the the lyrics are really good for this. Yeah, and what's funny is, if you remember, like, a few Thanksgiving episodes from now, we get Lily's dad and somehow, maybe it's next Thanksgiving. Where they all pass on the slap. Right. And they, and they then, talk. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm well, no, it's fine. But then he invents, you know, slap slap at the game and during the commercial there's you know some singing in the background and it's lyrics from this song oh really yeah. <laughs> i'll have to remember that when it comes around <laughs> in the very end they're all in the kitchen and they're all caught up in the major cleaner general idea they're all doing the saluting right. and yeah. kind of hooked on it and then that's the end yeah good episode where did i rank this hmm 22 not that high. I have it at 49. Ooh. So it's behind, you know. It's the farthest I've been in a while. <laughs> we, uh, my favorite joke, I'll go first, is the, the time slap continuum joke. <laughs> yeah, I had that marked as a favorite. So since you did that one, I'll go with my other favorite, which is... Oh, I think it was Lily's. Why, why are you trying to destroy American Thanksgiving? Okay. <laughs> Just Lily's line delivery alone is really good. My least favorite is the run of Ted's tirade jokes about Bob's age. And mine is the, we's going to get silly bitches. Okay. Now, we have a couple messages that we received. Well... One message, one rating. So I'm going to read them both here. We'll call this our mailbag, I guess. Mailbag. Is that, do you think that's as, what we should be calling it now that we're starting to get a few hmm. messages in a row? I mean, it's very generic. I think that's, yeah, it is. That's kind of what everyone <laughs> calls when they read the mail that they get. We'll, we'll come up with something We'll better. think about it and see if we That's can a placeholder, yeah. mailbag. So we got a review. It's five stars. Hooray! Thank you. It's called Warm and Fuzzy, and it's by Raiden1, who posted this uh, just a couple days ago. It says, great podcast by a nice married couple that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Yay! And we are, our average rating is up to five. Five stars. I think stars. it's always been five. <laughs> I don't think so, but you might be right. 
And then we got an email, and this email is very interesting. I liked it. Well, I'm just going back. So thank you to the person that reviewed and rated us. If you also, listeners, would be so kind as to also give us a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. Our email comes from Jonathan. I will not read his last name to protect the innocent. He writes, Hey guys, I love the show. I just started rewatching How I Met Your Mother. I went a couple years without watching it, but now that The Office has left Netflix, I needed a new show. I am now in love with Himium again. I've listened to a bunch of Office podcasts and wanted to find something just like those. I absolutely love the husband and wife combo, combo and the banter. People are mentioning our husband and wife hood a lot lately. Yeah. Maybe we are like Marshall and Lily, couple goals. I really don't want to be like them. <laughs> no, just in, in couple goals. Not that we are as disgustingly cute as them, because we are <laughs> definitely not. No. But we're cute in our own way. Justin, or I'm sorry, Jonathan writes on, it reminds me of my wife and I. Plus, we have a dog and kids, so I can relate to you guys. I laugh when I hear the dog snoring in the background of your episodes. That's the story of my life. Well, then you must have enjoyed this episode, because Roxy was snoring up a storm. Yeah, he had... Jonathan, do you have a, a bulldog as well? <laughs> I would definitely give your podcast a solid four stars, wink. I consider myself a hard rater, too. So he must have yeah, just, must have just listened, listened to this, <laughs> yeah. to our last episode, which I posted today. All right. Look at that. Fast listening and feedback. Jonathan gets a five-star rating from me. I consider myself hard. Um, my only complaint is you guys getting offended by a joke or saying it didn't age well. I know we're in a politically correct world nowadays, but you can't change the show. He goes on about this. Um, he sort of disagrees with having to point all these out. And he kind of ends with, he rolls his eyes every time we say a joke didn't age well. He says, the reason why shows like Him, Yim, The Office, Friends, and all these other comedy sitcoms are great is because they do push the boundaries. We know it's not okay to talk like this anymore, but it's a show. So I, I get what he's saying. That was that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. Um, well, and I think you you skipped over the part that you had read to me earlier about him. You know, talking about Barney and uh, you know Barney was always created as a character that was not going to be somebody who was ever like he wasn't politically correct or a decent guy at the time of airing. And so yeah, some of his stuff seems like it didn't age well, but it also wasn't appropriate at the time it was being done. So yes, that's the way he was written. Um, and yeah, I mean, the show is a time capsule of, you know, early 2000s, well, mid 2000s, early 2000s. I think every time you for, you jump forward 10 or so years, although I, I don't find Friends has reflexes, but, but Friends didn't have as controversial a character as Barney. Right. Yeah, they Barney had Joey, was but Joey was still... Kind of innocent in his manslutiness. I mean, if you watch Everything Sunny in Philadelphia, or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's like everyone's ten times as bad as Barty as a character in that yeah. show. Well, but it's so overboard. Yeah, that one was set up to be, like, you're not supposed to like any of those characters. They're all I mean, supposed to be terrible. Yeah, and on that show, they find out that guys they know, and it turns out to be a lie, but the guys are accusing a teacher of theirs in high school saying that they molested the, the the teacher molested them in high school and one of the characters the main character's Mac is mad because he was never molested by the teacher and he thinks he's better looking than the other two that were and so he goes and tries to sort of <laughs> he goes in short shorts to the teacher's house who's you know been let go and tries to get the teacher to hit on him so he can feel I mean so Barney yes. is nothing compared to these. and <laughs> right. So I, I agree with Jonathan. I think that maybe it does do a disservice at times. Fair. But, uh, you know, if, if we didn't call it out, I think that we'd get complaints from the other end of... Yeah, we're never going to please everybody. Um, yeah, and we don't want to be buzzkills. And I think we... I, I'm hoping we kind of walk a good line in the middle of, like, not trying to pick apart every single thing that maybe didn't age or wouldn't have been considered okay in this environment, but still, like, that we think is funny, but... Mm-hmm. And then we sort of talk about it, you know, it's, if it's funny enough, then, it, you know, it, it's, it doesn't age as badly. But that being said, yeah, uh, criticism absorbed and taken and, and understood and uh, something to think about. 
as you would say, Jonathan, food for thought. And we really appreciate the feedback. So yeah, keep yeah, them definitely. coming, guys. We'll 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 keep reading them. Um, you don't have to agree with us. We will still read your email. Yeah, yeah, we can take it. Um, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. Clearly, you're caught up in listening to these consistently right. since <laughs> <laughs> you wrote to us the same day and, and referenced ones that you would have listened to that we just posted. So I, I, I'm glad you're enjoying it, despite some of the criticism of how the jokes age. Okay. Well, next week we have the yips. Okay. I, I don't fondly remember that episode, except there's some good stuff with the flashbacks of Barney losing his virginity. Yeah. But I, do you remember? Oh, actually, you know what? I do like this one this because is like it's the on one the where they're on the gym. Or something. No, yes, that. But this is where they go. All decide to join the gym oh, again. Is it? And Robin. That's right. Because yeah, Rhonda works at like the smoothie place or something in the gym. Robin, you know, kind of lets it all hang out mm-hmm. as you know, uh, someone that goes to the gym not to look nice, and the, the little trainer that terrorizes Marshall. <laughs> No, that is a great episode. And then the other trainer that turns out not to be a trainer. <laughs> no affiliation gonna, with the gym whatsoever. We're going to work on flexibility. <laughs> no, that's going to be a good one. Okay, so I was wrong. I do remember this one with fondness. So uh, look forward to hearing that next week and covering it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And Oh, and just a quick reminder, if you would like to also send us an email, it's runklerecaps at gmail.com, or you can... Tweet us at Runkle Recaps on Twitter or send us a message underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram. Oh, and I apologize. I don't have my phone right here with me, but next week I will. Um, somebody on Instagram had sent us a meme that they had made that I still need to post. And so next week I will have their name and I will post that meme. So apologies to you, kind Instagrammer. And thank you for sending this is another example of me running around like Lily in the kitchen doing all the work about this podcast while Jen lays back on the couch and doesn't mention that one Instagram except for in passing at the very end. I forgot about it. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.